Hey, everybody. You're listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. Legacy Church is a multi-generational church that exists to worship God, become like Jesus, and bring hope to our community. Today, we're sharing a message from our current series. We believe that the Word of God is powerful and has real-life application to our lives today. We hope that this message encourages you. Get connected and learn more about us by visiting our website at lgcy.church. Well, hello, everybody. Happy New Year. I'm coming to you. If you're watching online on KITV, I want to wish you a very, very happy New Year from Legacy Church. Before we get into the new year, I always like to take some time to kind of evaluate the year before. And the Word of God is filled with so much to help us. And today, for lack of a better term, this scripture we're going to dive into feels like one big pep talk to me. But it really um, struck me and stuck out to me as something that I feel like could be a great guiding point for us going into 2024. So we're actually going to start in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verses 20 to 27. I'm reading from the Passion Translation because I just love the words that they use. Um, It really does feel like a coach giving me a pep talk. So it says this. It says, listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then, as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So, above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words no matter what. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose looking straight ahead. Ignore life's distractions. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. Wow, I love that. I mean, there's so much in there. And honestly, what a year. Um, I don't know about you, but some parts of 2023 uh, seemed real dark. Um, I personally faced a diagnosis that completely changed my life heading into this year that I am on my way through to the other side. Thank you, Jesus. But what it did was that unsuspecting news forced me to change a lot of the habits in my day-to-day life. It forced me to have to kind of look at things that I never looked at before and reevaluate the habits in You know, the way that I pushed my body or handled stress or the foods that I ate. And, you know, I think a lot of us, a lot of the times are waiting for God to come and like save us and deliver us from our bad habits in our day-to-day life. And, you know, sometimes you can walk away from a bad habit like that. But a lot of the times it doesn't really work out that way. And we're faced with these challenges in life that many times force us 
to change. And that's just how we are as humans. Um, 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 19 says, They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of destructive habits. For we are slaves of anything that has conquered us. This is very interesting. It, it talks about being a slave to destructive habits. And if you look at Proverbs 4, 20 to 27 and everything we read, it was very much speaking to the habits of our lives, what we fill our thoughts with. It says, fill your thoughts with my words. It says, unwrap my words, let them impart life. It says, guard the affections of your heart, pay attention to how you're doing on the inside. It says, don't lie, don't pretend, don't be fake. It says, watch the perversion that you let come out of your mouth. These are all kind of our habits and things we go to. How about getting distracted? I mean, my daughter, bless her heart, I homeschool my kids, and this is the first year I've done it, and I've noticed my daughter, she has this habit of the littlest thing can just distract her and derail her, and she's gotten so much better over the course of the last three months because we've had to break that habit of letting just something come in from left field. And there she goes for 10 minutes. Um, it's just, it's very interesting the way Proverbs is talking about a lot of the things that we do in our daily life. And Peter says here that we can actually be slaves of these destructive habits in our lives. If you have a habit of being negative, if you have a habit of living in the worst case scenario, if you have a habit of quitting when things get hard, if you have a habit of pushing people away, Peter says here in God's word that we can actually become slaves to that habit. And that is not what we want because Romans 8.35 says this beautiful thing. Paul says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No. Despite all of these things, despite all these circumstances, which friends, 2023 brought us a lot of circumstances. And you know, Paul covers them here. He says, do you think God doesn't love you if you have trouble, if you go through hardships, if you're persecuted, if you're hungry, if you're left with nothing? He says, no. Despite all of your circumstances, the reality is, in verse 37, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. Another translation says, through Christ, we are more than conquerors. And what that means is that these destructive habits that try and enslave us, through Christ, we actually have the power to overcome them and to be victorious over them. But it takes a little bit of elbow grease on our part. It takes a little bit of work. Um, but the motivating factor is that God's love for us isn't determined by these things. His love for us isn't determined on whether we do or don't do, whether we struggle or we don't. His love for us is there no matter what we face. And that overwhelming victory is ours because he loves us. So the question I want to ask you is, what are you letting conquer you on a regular basis? 
even when you know the truth that ultimately through Christ, you are already victorious. How do we live in this kind of victory? And I want to bring us back to Proverbs 4.20, where it says, fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. A lot of times I think that we get conquered by our circumstances. We get conquered by our negative thought patterns because we are not filling our thoughts. We're not filling our spirits. We're not letting his words penetrate into those deep places within us because the word promises that if we do, that we will receive true life and radiant health in the very core of our being. And let me tell you something, this type of radiant health doesn't necessarily mean you're never going to get sick or never going to get a cold, but on the inside you have hope on the inside that you live as though you know that even death is not the end for you. And this is the kind of true life and health that you and I can live in. Another part of Proverbs 4.20 says to pay attention to the welfare of your heart. Pay attention to where you're at on the inside. And I love that advice. And, um, I think the way it's phrased here, which we'll get into in a second, it feels more like a command, like, hey, how you're doing on the inside matters. It matters because many of our habits and the things that we're kind of enslaved to, they're all coming from a place. And 2023 was the year of deeper. If you remember back in our Vision Sunday, and if you're hearing it for the first time, one of the words that the Lord gave our church for this year was deeper. And I think many of us can say that the Lord put his finger on many of the deep, deep places within us, in our innermost being, that were not well. Places where we might have been holding back and hiding things or maybe imprisoned to unforgiveness and shame and all of those things. But the truth is our innermost being is where all the rest of our life flows from. So it's really important that we are aware of where we're at on the inside. So let me ask you, as we walk into 2024, it's just a day away, depending on when you're watching this, you could already be in 2024. I want to ask you, what have you been thinking about? What have you been dwelling on? What are you confessing and saying out of your mouth on a regular basis? You know, in, in homeschooling the kids, I've been teaching my son about different types of sentences. And not every sentence is the same. Some sentences are questions. Some are statements. Some are commands. And depending on the language used determines what kind of sentence it is and how you should be taking it as the reader. And when I look at this moment in Proverbs 4, this isn't a question that the writer is posing to us. And honestly, it's not even a statement. Uh, it's cold outside today. It's, it's not like that. This is the language of a command. He says, listen to what I have to say. Listen carefully. And he says this part, he says, set your gaze on the path before you. 
with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Ignore life's distractions. Let me tell you what 2023 has taught me. If it's not something, it's going to be something else. We do not get to control life's distractions. And many times the enemy will just come at us again and again and again and again with distractions. I mean, we've had our emails hacked, our bank accounts hacked, like everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. But you know what? I've got my eyes set ahead of me. I've got joy in my belly knowing my purpose and God's purpose for my life, for our family, for this church. Like the scripture says here, watch where you're going. Pay attention to where you're going and stick to it. Stick to the path of truth. It says, don't allow yourself to be sidetracked even for a moment. If we want to stay on the path of truth, if we want to keep our eyes fixed, if we want that purpose where it doesn't matter what's happening here, we've got our eyes set, we know where we're going, we have to make the choice every day to listen to this command. Every day we got to make that choice. Some days we're going to screw it up and we just got to get back up and keep making the choice again and again. I am not saying that I'm never distracted, that I never give in to negative thoughts, that I never have moments where I want to just fall into the pit of all of the things that are happening around me. But The Holy Spirit, it says in the word of God that he gives us the will to do. He gives us the power to obey. And if we want to make it, it takes some work. It takes some effort. It takes some purposeful intention, as the scripture is saying. It takes knowing what's going on in the inside of you. And um, I want to tell you today, some of you are facing things that are literally feeling and seeming impossible. Some of us are at the end of ourselves this year, and we can't even bring ourselves to look forward to 2024 because of certain things. But I want to tell you something. It's in these moments especially that God is close to us, and it's in these moments especially that we have the opportunity to go from knowing about Him to knowing him because we need him in such a great way. And don't let the distraction of all the stuff that's going on rob you of the experience of getting to know God in a greater way. I want to talk about how we can do this and what it looks like every day because sometimes I think we just need like the practical um the practical steps. So I'm going to say this because it's just the truth. Many of us don't read our Bibles consistently enough to learn to love it. Many of us don't exercise enough to learn to love it. Uh, many of us don't pray enough to learn that we can't live without it. We don't stop negative talk about ourselves or others to really feel the reward of loving ourselves and loving the people around us. And, um, I don't want you to feel like this is about adding more things onto your plate, but I can tell you right now that the scripture says that it's his word that is going to give us life and radiant health. And so I will say that there are some things that in 2024, you got to make room for 
more of in your life. And reading your Bible consistently um, is something that I just don't think as Christians we should be making excuses about. Um, there's something really interesting in this book, The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. And before I say this, I want to say this. If you have room for negative habits in your life, you have room for positive habits. You're making room for something. And so if we can just exchange, remember Peter says those destructive habits that enslave us for habits that we know the Bible promises us will literally make us healthy from the inside, then we should do it. But this is the, the reality of it. C.S. Lewis writes in his book, The Screwtape Letters. So this book is kind of crazy because in the book, the Christians and God are the enemy. And these letters are written from like demons and the head demons um, to each other about the Christians. So in this book, one of the demons writes, there is no need to despair. Hundreds of these adult converts have been reclaimed after a brief trip in the enemy's camp, which is God's camp, and are now back with us. All of the habits of these people, both mental and bodily, are still in our favor. And this is one of those moments where all of these Christians, because their habit, their habits of the way they think, of the way they live, of the way they act, never changed, they were able to be taken back into despair. They were able to be taken out of the safety of God's kingdom and the joy and all the things he promises because they might have said yes to Jesus at some point. But none of their habits changed. None of the way that they lived changed. And that leaves you vulnerable. It leaves you open. It leaves, like, I want to say, like, cracks of windows and doors open to be infiltrated so that those distractions, man, they could just be little little splashes of water. But to you, they're going to be like a tsunami because you don't have the Word of God holding you up. You don't have moments in his presence that you're hanging on to, words from him. If our habits don't change, we will never actually experience the life that Christ intended for us. We will never experience that overwhelming victory that is promised to us. We need to know how to stick to the path. We need to know how to make his words our words so that we can experience the radical health that the Bible talks about. Now, Jesus is just an awesome and the ultimate vision for our lives. He's a blueprint. Ephesians 5.1 says, Be imitators of God in everything you do, for then you will represent your Father as his beloved sons and daughters. Jesus said, Hey, if you've seen me, you've seen my Father. And this word, uh, be imitators of God, in the Greek, actually depicts an actor playing a role. So, what Paul is saying here is God actually wants us to mimic him like actors playing the role of God. 
And he wants us to be filled with his thoughts, his deeds, his character, his... When an actor goes to study for a role, they get all the background information. They study the way they talk, the way they treat one another, the way they... And it's amazing how a human can literally embody another human to the point that it's so believable that we will sit there and cry as if what we're watching is real. That is the power of imitation. And Paul's telling us here, listen, we need to be imitating of God. But if we don't know him, if we're not spending time doing the background, if we're not studying the way he sees life and sees people and all of those things and absorbing those things, we won't really be able to do it. Um, so what I want to say is in this space between where we are, honestly, in reality and Christ-likeness, in between that space is where our habits live our mental, our physical, our emotional, our spirits, our habits live in this space. And godly habits can literally make or break your life with your life with Christ. Your walk with him is made or broken with the habits in your life. This one quote is very cool. Christopher Miracle says, "Isolated incidents reveal very little about an individual, but reflecting on the patterns of behavior reveals the content of a person's character and the values that person holds. The way we spend our time and resources is an expression of our values. Jesus told us this himself when he taught us that each tree is known by its fruit. So reflecting on how Jesus spent this time should be instructive. What did he say over and over and over again? What did he do repeatedly? This is what we should do. This is what we should be concerning ourselves with. So let's just talk very quickly about three habits that are a good starting place for us to start to do what Proverbs 4 tells us. So the first one is obviously the habit of being in, in prayer and in the word. We need a relationship with the God we say we serve. It says in Luke 5, 16, Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. And Jesus gives us this model of this quiet time with God. The wilderness actually refers to the lonely places. He found himself in these lonely places and he made it his habit to seek this essential time with God. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like the walls are caving in, if you're feeling like, you know, you feel depression coming to sit on you, or you're feeling super negative, or you're being snippy with people, I want you to try it and go somewhere by yourself in the car, in the bathroom, in your closet, wherever it is. And I want you to take 10 minutes to be with God. And I want you to see how instantly your whole attitude and demeanor is going to turn around. A regular, if not daily time with our Father in heaven actually realigns our priorities. It realigns us with him, with his will, with what he has for us. And just as a side note, check your daily intake of podcasts, TikTok, YouTube, music, Netflix, do you have a daily intake of time with your father? Because if you don't, those other things are going to be the things that knowingly or unknowingly are getting into the core of your being, which Proverbs tells us we need to pay attention to. Luke twenty two thirty nine 
It says, and he came out and went, as was his habit, this is Jesus, as was his habit to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. So what Luke is explaining here is that it was actually Jesus's habit. This is what he always did. He would escape to the Mount of Olives where he would go to pray. And this is the cool part. Even in the midst, and this is talking about in the Garden of Gethsemane, even in the midst of Jesus knowing that Judas was actively betraying him, that he was about to face his death, he knew what was coming. It was only hours away. He continued to do what he had always done. Because your habits are the things that can actually anchor you in the times when circumstantially all the walls are closing in. Look at this moment. He's literally crying out to his father in Gethsemane saying, God, if you can take this cup of suffering from me, take it. He's in such distress. He's sweating blood. And you and I, we might not have been in that exact moment, but we've been in moments where we feel like, God, if you can take this from me, take it. We feel like the walls are closing in on us. We get some sort of report about ourselves or a loved one. We feel like we can't take it anymore. And Jesus does, as was his habit. And he retreats and he goes to be with his father. And you know what? You doing that could be the difference between you making it through this or not. Whatever you're going through, this habit of alone time with your father and prayer in the word could be the habit that makes the difference and allows you to make it through whatever storm you're going through. Jesus himself needed this moment. The next habit is the habit of weekly worship. And um, we all laugh, oh, Jesus didn't go to church. Actually, he did. It says in Luke 4.16, Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as was his habit, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath. Jesus went to church every single week. So remember, it says whatever he did, we're supposed to do. Hebrews 10.25, this is not 2024, I'm dropping this in, is not the time to pull away. It is not the time to neglect gathering with the body of Christ, as some have formed the habit of doing. Here's this word, habit again. Not going to church is a habit. It starts with, oh, I'm too tired. I don't feel good today. Oh, you know what? I'll just, there's always next weekend. Oh, it's not a big deal if I don't go every weekend. And sooner or later, you never go and you haven't gone in months. Because that's how habits work. They, they love to ingrain themselves into the fabric of our lives. And the Bible actually tells us that not meeting with the body of Christ is actually a habit that can infiltrate into your life. Hebrews, it says it right here in black and white. And the writer says, in fact, in 2024, I'm dropping that in, we should be coming together even more frequently, eager to encourage one another. Onward, as we anticipate the day dawning, he's talking to a church that's hurting. They're suffering. This is Hebrews. These are the Jewish Christians. And he's saying, the more you're going through, the more you're suffering, he's saying you should actually be gathering more during those times. What do we do when we're going through things? We back right up. Oh, I just need, I need to stay home. I don't want to go. I don't want to pretend. I don't want to 
And Paul's like, no, you need to get there because you need encouragement. Or how about somebody might need your encouragement? And that's our second habit. God invented the Sabbath. He invented a day that was set aside specifically for him to be worshipped. He invented it way at the beginning. It still stands today in the form of gathering in the body of Christ. And it is just essential that we practice the habits of, first of all, gathering. Second of all, the habit of actually worshipping when we gather. Focusing on encountering him, praising him, thanking him, being grateful. Confession. Um surrendering our lives at the altar, receiving the word of God, allowing him to speak to us through the different gifts in the body that are speaking. And gathering also allows us the habit of building relationships. And um, I I have a friend and um, I won't rat him out here on camera, but he's single and he's like opened my eyes to the world of like online dating and it's crazy in 2024 how hard it is, apparently. I've been married for almost 15 years. I feel terrible. Like how hard it is to meet people. People literally do not know how to have relationships because everything is on their phone. Everything's done through these apps where you're making these judgments about people based on a photo. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like we've created a monster here. The church is literally a beautiful antidote to this problem. You get to come to a place, be known, know others, build beautiful, honest relationships where you can tell the truth, where you can be encouraged, hopefully meet a spouse that loves Jesus. And what a blessing. What a blessing. We want to build these types of habits in our lives. The last habit I'm going to talk about, and then I'm closing here is we need to build the habit of being led and walking by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not by our own power, not by our own might, but by the Spirit of the Lord. I want to just encourage you that our freedom does not come from a political power. It doesn't come from the might of the armies of this world. It doesn't come by how strong we are and how much we can hold ourselves together. Our power comes from the Holy Spirit. Our ability to overcome, to have overwhelming victory comes through Christ. Jesus walked on water. He healed the sick. He loved people who were impossible to love. And if you study his life, you will see that he did all of this by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's repeated over and over and over again. And we have the same spirit that Jesus had. The Holy Spirit who healed the sick and raised the dead and loved the impossible lives on the inside of us. But we have to make it a habit to let the Holy Spirit inside of us take the lead in our lives and not our own flesh, and not our own knowledge, and our own wisdom, and our emotions, and our sin nature, and our circumstances. I want you to close your eyes for a moment and think about your life, and think about who is in the driver's seat. When you're making decisions, when you're going through circumstances, when you're heading into work, when you're heading home to be with your family, Who is leading? 
Is it the Holy Spirit that has the voice and the space and the place in your life that at any moment you can hear him? At any moment, that still small voice that the Bible talks about can whisper in your ear. Many times we need to build the habit of letting the Spirit of God lead us. And that looks like practicing regular submission to the Holy Spirit, a regular moment where we run our decisions, our choices, our actions through the filter of His Word. Before you send that email, pray. Before you send that text, pray. Before you make that decision, pray. Take your thoughts, your emotions, and the things that you say regularly. And as Jesus did, say, Lord, this is what I want, but this is about your will, not mine. That regular practice of submitting your will to his could literally transform your life. It could transform your life. Another way that we can practice being led by the Spirit is practice loving others, practice being generous, practice being kind, practice giving, embracing a lifestyle of offering yourself, your resources, your time, your money, your care in the name of Jesus, being sensitive, understanding, compassionate. How about choosing faith? If we want to be spirit-led people, we have to believe the word of God. We have to choose to trust him in those moments. You know, there's been some things that have gone on in the last season, and it's like a tug-of-war in my head and my heart. I see the facts. I see, you know, what it is, but then there's this other part of me that's like, but God, this is not too much for you. This is not impossible for you. This is nothing to you. And that part of me, who do I let win? Do I succumb and give in to that part of me that just wants to get depressed and feel like, oh, I don't know if I can do this again. I don't know if I can go through another thing like this. Or do I choose to let the Holy Spirit lead me in my thoughts and my actions and fight to see his kingdom come and go, you know what? I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting on this. I don't care what it says because God, your plans for me are good. Your word says that if I keep going, if I, in Proverbs 4.20, if I keep, if I stick to your path, that the road will be safe. It'll be smooth. It doesn't mean that nothing's ever going to happen, but ultimately I'm going to end up exactly where you want me. And that is the blessing and the beauty of following Jesus is it doesn't matter what you face on the road there. You can know that you're ultimately ending up exactly where he wants you to be. So let's close in prayer. I'm going to read Proverbs 4.20 one more time for you because I want this to really sink in and land for 2024. Like I said earlier, for lack of a better term, the pep talk for you and I, and a reminder from God's word that our habits and the way we take care of ourselves and the way that we spiritually connect with God on a regular basis could make or break our ability to make through, make it through the things that we 
are inevitably still going to face in our lives. So let's read it and then I'll pray. Proverbs 4.20, listen carefully, my dear child, to everything I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words no matter what. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose. Looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Watch where you're going, stick to the path of truth, and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked, even for a moment, or take the detour that leads to darkness. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that your word promises us that as we allow it to penetrate deep into our hearts, that you promise us true life, eternal life in your son, Jesus. Let 2024 be a year of overwhelming victory, not because life isn't throwing things at us, but because we understand that you love us, that nothing could ever stop your love for us. And because we've built habits of seeking you, of coming after you in prayer, of knowing your word, of being a part of your church, of being led by your spirit so that we can stay focused, so that we can stay on the path that you've set before us. God, I just declare radical health and true life into the hearts and minds of your people for 2024. Would you bless them and keep them in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To hear more, subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on our website at lgcy.church.